The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know 80% of flash floods in the southwestern United States are caused by armadillos? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's because when they curl up, they make absolutely perfect cannonballs. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters one through five of Knife of Dreams, book eleven of the Wheel of Time. Last time. Previously, we prologued so hard. Like <laughs> that was a peak Jordan prologue. Jordan-esque even. <laughs> the White Cloaks have recently come under new management and we can expect their customer service to improve significantly. Parents, well, we all know what Perrin's doing. Uh, we can just leave that one. The Shanchan are having real trouble with the wolf and Terabon. Uh, not that's a different wolf, not Perrin. It's get, that's going to get confusing, that's, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's like a, a metaphorical wolf, not yeah. Perrin, who's a real literal wolf. Yeah, yeah, the the wolf versus the wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which one is Perrin. <laughs> uh, either way, uh, Suroth is working really hard towards a big promotion. Uh, the White Tower is just a tornado of Black Aja, Black Aja hunters, and Aes Sedai drama, and Egwene just walks in with her tornado wrangling boots on, ready to go. <laughs> You can wrangle a tornado? Yeah, that's what the... Tor- With what? the red boots. Yeah. What, what do you think tornado wrangling boots are for, Alice? <laughs> that's the first time I've heard of these. Oh, well, Egwene's got a beautiful pair. Oh. They're embossed. Are they those stout two rivers tornado they're, wrangling they're boots? Stor- <laughs> they're stout, made of stout two rivers wool. Sensible tornado wrangling boots. <laughs> yes. so, chapter one. When last sounds, icon of the ring. Yeah. You know the deal now. The wind blows on some pissed off Aes Sedai. And this, this right. wind is kind of a dick. Yeah, this is like the, the rudest wind so far. Yeah, it comes around and like knocks over some tents. Like Yeah, and it kills like three people. Yeah. It kind of sucked to be a wave that, yeah. that you die, right? Kills a bunch, injures a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. So Swan wakes up having gotten Egwene's message. Yeah. So great news. Uh, I mean, that she's not dead anyway, right? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they were pretty sure she was dead. Didn't y'all think it was interesting that he didn't actually just like go through the scene? He just had someone wake up later and be like, oh, yeah, I had that discussion. I yeah. thought that was an interesting choice on his part. Yeah, he usually likes Good. to show the Teller and Riyadh stuff. Yeah, right, he right. doesn't skip words a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I, I, I wonder if he's uh, gotten more efficient in this book somehow, because it does feel that way a bit. But, um, mm. yeah. She nearly kills herself trying to get out of Gareth Bryan's tent to deliver it, you know? Right, yeah, right. and she's sleeping in Gareth Bryan's tent, but, uh-huh. but not like that. No, no, uh-huh. no, just because she felt more comfortable there for some reason. Yeah, right, but it, but it can't have anything to do with love. That, yeah. that's, that's not something that she has time for at all. Yeah, yeah. stupid Gareth Bryan and his luscious lips. I mean, where, where did that come from? <laughs> I really appreciate how literally every other sentence was her thinking about how much she doesn't love him. Right, yeah. That sexy, sexy And fox. to prove it, she uses her magic powers to take the polish off of his boots that he just Polish. I thought that was kind of funny. That was very petty. That was super <laughs> <laughs> it, it, 
he was trying to be nice to her. Like, she, it's her job to polish his boots, so he polished them so she wouldn't have to. And she's like, no, I'm going to unpolish them so I can polish them later. Fuck you. And I'm going to, like, dump all the boot polish outside and hope he steps in. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's Swan. Oh, I liked that was, it. That was great. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. You can tell Swan's in turmoil, though, because in the entire first sentence I was describing her thoughts, she only had one fishing metaphor. Oh. Yeah, right. she had a metaphor that was non-fishing. Wait, what? Yeah. Wow. Does she even know those? <laughs> I guess so. It was very bizarre. <laughs> only for emergencies. She right. never says them out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, the camp is kind of in an uproar because the Omerlin seat has vanished. And she rides wildly from the soldier camp to this Aes Sedai camp and meets with Egwene's, uh, what do you call them, leech ladies? No, sworn vassals? Field, fielders? 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 Yeah, it's fielders. Field estate agents. Yeah. <laughs> field estate agents? Yeah, field what? estate agents. Yeah. You know, you've got fealty, your fielders. The field, yeah. field estate agents. And, and she meets with them, um, and they're like, great, she's alive, let's go rescue her right now, which I think is a great idea, but Egwene says no. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I kind of see what... I kind of see the, the the question here, right? It's like, yes, they could meet. They can teleport in and take her out. That's great. Uh, but if they do teleport in and they kill some Aes Sedai, that's not great. But and they can't kill some Aes Sedai, right? They, can't they literally can't because of the Oberon? They can if the Aes Sedai attack them first. If the Aes Sedai attack them first because they uh, think that they're, they are... You know, it's, it's like, theoretically, yes, but they also... Their oaths are dictated by perception so they could be wrong right you know? it's, it's a slippery slope but also Egwene's got something up her sleeve and we're not entirely sure what it is yeah I, I think Egwene just likes to play on hard mode yeah it's yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna 1v all this entire tower yeah and like, like, remember I, that time I went into the Aeol waste yeah. Like, yeah come on motherfuckers you, you know I'm, I'm I'm not holding I'm not betting against Egwene on that one either oh, you know no. yeah so she orders the hall to meet her in the tower which I was a little confused by, but she means in dreams. Yes. Yeah, which I think is, is pretty cool. At, at yeah. first I thought she was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have this all wrapped up by tomorrow night so we can all meet in the tower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not ruling that one out either, but she's like, you know, just for, put it on the RSVP that it's in the, in the dream just in case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that meeting, Swan gets buttonholed by Lelaine, who is still loyal to a certain, yeah, for a certain value of loyal, but uh, Elaine clearly wants Egwene to be removed by this situation and for her to become Amarlin's seat. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that when Lane walks in, Sherriam reminds us just how little chill she has by just unloading everything right there on the floor in the tent. It's just like, Lelaine <laughs> <laughs> walks in and is like, what are you guys up to? Sherriam's like, Egwene's alive, and uh, also she's in the dream, and all. And it's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah, man. I know, but please. Yeah, I mean, not that Lelaine shouldn't know, but, you know, it's just... You know. Yeah, but it's, if you're playing this Aes Sedai game, you're supposed to parcel out that information for your own advantage. Yeah. Uh, Lillian apparently was also torturing their uh, their spy or something, right? Fowling. Yeah, Fowling. Yeah. Who's not a loyalist of Egwene, but no, Egwene... she is. She's, oh, okay. she's one of those accepted that were made Aes Sedai on Egwene's say-so, but they haven't taken the oaths. Okay. So her and Theodrin are both like... They were the first ones to swear fealty. Okay. I couldn't remember if she was one of those ones or she was one of the ones that Egwene was blackmailing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are uh, right. around two. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, chapter two, The Dark One's Touch. Icon of the Flame of Tarvalon. So, Bayonin is getting ready to go. Yeah, so uh, I was trying to remember Bayonin. I know that there are a lot of names. She's not one of Egwene's direct allies, right? Like, she's not one of the fealty ones? I think she 
is? I've forgotten. Yeah, I, I have trouble keeping track. I looked her up in the little What Compendium app and there was only a little bit of information because she just doesn't come up that often. Yeah, was there, Swan expected her to be in that meeting. That she yeah, that's right. So I guess she must have been one of the, the people. Um, yeah. But she has what could only be described as a very crappy breakfast, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not rough morning. super gross, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she's Full packing up and thinking yeah. about her family, getting ready to go somewhere. <laughs> right. She doesn't, we don't learn where she's going until later. Um, some of the other Aes Sedai are working the murder angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny because they walk up to her like, so... You know about murders, right? And she's like, yes. <laughs> Just an ominous way to start a conversation, you know? Right. Um, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> but also. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, I think it's funny that B- Bannon outlines this thread of brilliant reasoning about the cameras that is just completely and entirely wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and even the other two I said, I are like, eh, you really? You think it's uh, Ashwan who did it? You know? I don't know, man. It seems, yeah, it seems right. iffy. But in all of their defense, they shouldn't expect this this woman who can channel like a man. Uh, also true. Yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, like many things, out of the realm of possibility for them. Yeah. So then she eventually goes and travels with her warder <laughs> into Tarvalon. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, where she is greeted by a couple ghosts. Ghosts? Yeah. Ghosts are just a thing now. Just uh, one, though, right? The dead Aes Sedai? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, one of the... They're all ghosts. Yeah. What I mean? <laughs> the former the Amelin, former who I believe was possibly a victim of the horror or whatever that... Oh, is that the to, one? I, I could be wrong. I, I think she said that she was Amelin when she was raised. Yeah, but she could be super old. At, yeah, not true. Um, and she's heading to meet Elida. So we cut to Elida, who is meeting with uh, that guy, the King of Ilion. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's been missing for like three books, and apparently he spent that entire time crammed into a cupboard in a ship or something. God. <laughs> yeah. This is this is not okay, yeah. Elida. Like you kidnapped the King of Ilion. Yeah. He does not seem nearly mad enough about it either. I yeah. mean, he's he's clearly put out about it, but I, I think that she well. She kind of pitches it to him like, oh, I saved your life. But he's not entirely buying it either, you know? Yeah, which she didn't. Although yeah. maybe she thinks that. Yeah. Uh, she's like, But then she's like, but I'm going to get your throne back. He's like, well, okay. I mean, mm. I guess that <laughs> is the least you could do. <laughs> right. But she doesn't go into detail about how she is going to do that because she has no idea. Yeah. Speaking of having no idea, things are not doing well. Right. There's yeah. just garbage in the streets. Yeah, the, and sewers, the sewers are clogged. Ugh. He's terrible at There's this. There's rats everywhere. Yeah, the, there's a there's like a lighted governance stuff that is clearly not going very well. Yeah. yeah, well, like at one point she's like reading a report about the sewers, and she just writes like, "I expect this to be finished," you know. And right, yeah. Okay, Elida. That, that, that's that nice. That doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, like seeing things from Elida's perspective, it's clear how delusional she is. Like, there's this report about the the Quendalar prank <laughs> being, you know, pretty disruptive, which is great. Um, but Elida is thinking to herself about how the rebel army is going to become part of the Tower Guard and Gareth Bryant is going to be the captain of the Tower oh Guard. God, I was like, really? dude. Why do you think that's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sorry, man. That's 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 not going to I happen. I mean, they do you. have a history. Wait, no, they don't. Well, they sort of. They, know they kind of, they're right? They're Andor, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're Andorans. Cause, well, because Elida was, uh, was advisor to the Queen. More gays. Yeah, they, yeah. they were co-workers at one point. Right, sure. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but whether Gareth Bryan enjoys her company is uh, <laughs> debatable. Yeah. I, I would say almost certainly not, because no one does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who likes to hang out with Elida? Yeah, yeah that, I think Zero that would... people. She's yeah. the worst. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but she also um, thinks about 
in her reading that how she's found this ancient prophecy of the dragon because there are ones that were written in the old tongue or something like that that nobody else has read about how the dead appearing is one of the first signs of the dark one gathering himself for the final uh, final times. Okay. It's like, ooh, yeah, that's not great. Yeah, that no. sounds like it's right around the corner then. Yep. Probably going to happen in the next three books. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly. I mean, maybe. <laughs> right. Let's hope so. Uh, Bayonin comes in and just completely burns the rebels and all of their secrets. Yeah. Oh, God. Screw Bayonin. I hated this. You know, mm. like, she was working, apparently she was working for Elida all along, which uh, I don't think we knew that. We knew that they were, there was definitely a mole and definitely some yeah. some inside folks, but, but, but I don't she, think we suspected She tells that. her their plans and she tells her, like, who's who. And, and there's Teleranriad. Yeah, tells her about the world of dreams, tells her about traveling. Yeah. <laughs> traveling. Yeah. And skimming. Oh, even though that was cool, though, right? When she's like, well, you can skim if you don't know where you're going. And she, like, opens up a space and there's, like, a creepy barge that's just, like, suspended in nothingness. Yeah. yeah. That was so cool. I wanted to know more about that. Oh, you know, Rain's done it before, uh, back in the early books, before he knew how to travel. Well, no, I know <laughs> I know that he can skim because um, Egwene did a whole skimming thing, too, when she was getting to Saladar, but... Wait, no, that's not skimming. That's that's going through the dream world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's tra- there's three different ways to travel. There's <laughs> traveling, which is you open a direct door, but you have to know the area you're in pretty right, well. Right, right. And then there's skimming, which you is this thing... Skimming. Yeah, skimming, <laughs> with a capital S, which is where you travel between two points that you don't know very well through... Uh, a, a weird, creepy, like, nowhere space. Right, Asmodian taught him to do that. Right, yeah. In, like, book four. Okay. Um, before traveling was a thing. And then there's uh, the dream walking, which uh, I guess is what Rand does sometimes because you can move faster in the dream than you can elsewhere, but you're also not supposed to do that because traveling into the dream in physical form is, like, taboo somehow. We don't, we still don't understand why. Yeah. The wise ones have a whole thing where if you go there, you burn up your soul or something, but so far everyone seems okay. Yeah, yeah. so, th- and that's what Egwene did to get from the Waste to Saladar, and that's what Perrin did when he was chasing Slayer, right? Uh, uh, Perrin, I think he was no. just dreaming his way yeah. into the dream normally because oh. of the wolf power. Okay. But, but Rand but also Slayer, Slayer is in the dream. Okay. Yeah. Or or he's both in the dream and not because he's like two people or something. I, I think he does. I think Slayer actually does the thing where he steps into the dream in physical form, and that's one of the reasons he's so evil. You know. Okay. Right. Anyway, skimming seems super cool. Whatever that barge thing was was super awesome. I yeah. wanted to know more about it, but I know we won't. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Th- this this was really frustrating to me because it was like every time ba- like Bannon is so con- the reason Bannon is doing this is because she's reason that Elida is the right the, the winning side right mm-hmm. and she's like unloading all this information every time she says something Elida's like oh tell me more about this thing and I think I get the impression from this that Bannon is quickly realizing that she was wrong like I think that she <laughs> it, you know it's not it's not overt but uh, by the time you know she's finished unloading all of the the technology that that Egwene and company have uncovered um Elida makes her promise not to teach anyone without her express permission, right? No, she said without the Omerlins. No, that's what I was about to say. Oh, yeah, okay. so uh, Elida says that, but uh-huh. Bayonin returns with, I promise not to tell anyone unless the Omerlin seat says that. <laughs> right. Which is yeah. to me like, oh, Bayonin's totally twigged. Yeah, this possible. Because like, it seems like everybody who walks into the tower is like, this place is, is a mess. Yeah. Right. So I think, I think Bayonin ha- realizes that she's made a mistake. You know, what, who knows what she's actually going to do about it, but... Oh, she also reveals, you know, while she's on it, she reveals the name of all of the double agents that the, yeah. the rebels sent as well. So it's just like, ah, oh, man. Well, that's going to run into the, uh, the the Black Aja hunting squad, right? Yeah, because they've uncovered the same the same list. Mm. 
Yeah, very frustrating uh, chapter to read since I want Elida to fail so very badly. Yeah. <laughs> And she just got a big, uh, a, a, a wind dropped in her lap, basically. Mm-hmm. Chapter 3, At the Gardens, Icon of the Four Snaken. Did this remind you of, like, a really bad wedding reception? <laughs> <laughs> not, not until you said that, but yeah, it's like a, it's a little garden party. Yeah, uh, so the, the, apparently it's a restaurant from the Age of Legends. Yeah, a really nice restaurant. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> A fancy garden with like sweet wine or what, you know, really good wine. Uh, yeah, but it's not really at that place. It's just a recreation uh, because all the forsaken, I guess, all the active forsaken that aren't undercover or in a hole or something, are have been summoned to meet Moradin. Yeah, with, this is this chapter from Erangar's perspective, which right. we've heard a couple of times. But Erangar, of course, being the reincarnated form of Balthamel. Balthamel. Now in the form of a Halima. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Halima, who's the one responsible for the uh, mysterious murders in the rebel camp. Yeah, right. And by the way, I really hope that Egwene realizes that she stops having those headaches when Halima's not around. Yeah, I hope she right. She that together. Yeah. Uh, so not so far, <laughs> but let's hope. Yeah, uh, there are eleven chairs there, mm-hmm. which, which is like, interesting. Too, too too many. Yeah, based on what we think or what we know about which Forsaken are still alive, because we know that we know that uh, Asmodian has. Something happened to Asmodian. Right, yeah. Yeah, disappeared in a closet somewhere. Killed by a wine steward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we know that uh, Robin was was bail-fired out of existence. But so was Bilal. Uh, right. Also bail-fired out of existence. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know where that 11 comes from then. Yeah, with Samael, we thought was dead. <laughs> yeah, He's well, surely dead. Yeah, definitely dead, even though he died off screen. Yeah. Um, and who was the other one who was quote unquote dead? Uh, that was Lance, also, well, Lanthier, but uh, but she's probably Sindane. Yeah, and Moradin slash um, Ishmael is a thing. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, interesting. We also learned the name of those creepy servants that we've seen previously. They're apparently called Zomara, another of Agnor's creations, and they can. Read your mind, but they immediately forget it, except if it's in order. So I guess it's convenient, I guess. I this is the nicest thing that he's made so far, right? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to have one of these people. Erangar is like one of his least inspired creations, so I was like, this seems awesome, like right? This, yeah, this one's not something you have to keep in a stasis box or it'll eat your heart or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was talk- that was interesting, too, talking about discovering various stasis boxes and... Um, Aaron Gar was like, oh, I found one with a full of a bunch of crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah what, did, what, did, what do you think? Okay, so my immediate question in my mind was like, what does someone think is important enough to put in a stasis box, but Aaron Gar's like, well, this is all junk, you know? Okay, I bet it's like DVDs, but no DVD player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the keys to like somebody's sweet ass car, but their car's not in there. <laughs> yeah. Or the car's in there, but with no keys. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be the Nickelodeon time capsule that you're supposed to open in like 2042. Oh. It was on Reddit today. Oh, I really want to know what's in there. I wonder. Yeah. yeah. It was Nickelodeon, probably slime. Oh, oh probably a go. lot of slime. You yeah. go, but it just like bursts and explodes <laughs> slime. Uh, he also goes up to Grendel and is like, oh, this setting is so depressing. Grendel's like, oh, I picked this setting. Yeah. <laughs> right? Awkward. She's putting the moves on Grendel through this whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, get it, whatever, get it when you can, right? Sure, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but that was a really bad opening move. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, maybe not the not the sweetest pickup well, line. It, it seems to be kind of clear that he, like, you know, she would like to hit that, but also she really wants that dress that Grendel's wearing. Which, to be fair, that dress is 
awesome. It sounded pretty cool. Yeah, the stra- it's strafe, I think is what they call it. The, it's like the mist material that yeah. Grendel's always rolling around in. Yeah, yeah. It changes colors based on your mood. Yeah, I hope she knows how to wash it because we, she's only got that one, right? Which is just like Telerain Riyadh where your dresses change all the time. Yeah, but you can do it in real life. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. And then, yeah, then Moradin finally shows up. Uh, we get some confirmed identities on these guys. We know we know now that Arangar is Balthamel and Osengar is uh, Aganor, or was. Right. not there. Yeah. Oh, that's the other one who's missing, right? Yeah, yeah right, right. Uh, and I don't think we know where they are, right? Uh, that was he's dead. Deshiva. That was Deshiva, but yeah. Deshiva's dead, dead. Not necessarily like I think. No, I think he got burned. He got blown up by like by what's her name? That Shanchen crazy woman. Oh Olivia. yeah, Olivia. That's right. Yeah, but, yeah. But he's not Balefire dead. Okay, <laughs> so it might might come back though. I think the Dark One did say something about like this is your last chance, guys. But you know who knows? He, they say that all the time. Yeah, he's, Dark... he's kind of a soft boss. Yeah, you know. It's like so he like take care of his people. And yeah. Masana is not looking well either. No. I... Oh, we know why that is. Uh, because remember the super mirror drawl, uh, how, what's his name? Uh, Shidar Haran. Yeah, Shidar Haran, like, burned her with, you know, evil Dark One magic or something. Uh, yeah, to torture her for not showing up for the last meeting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, Masana, for her part, is mad that Erangar's toys landed in her toy box and messed everything up. All the, <laughs> yeah. sand, all the sand castles she was building in the White Tower. Yeah. And knocked down by Egwene. Like, why are they, why, why are they making this thing about not knowing if Sandane is really land fear because like it's so fucking obvious to all of us why do they try to make a thing like that's not the most obvious thing in the world well I t- so yeah. so the, the 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 justification that they provide is that uh land fear was very strong and Sandane is not and to them their their power with the one power is like immutable i guess i don't know that's I, that's all i can figure but it does, it's not very good justification no it's not at all okay so, uh, listeners, if you notice a difference in quality, that's because my computer died, and then we had a few drinks, and then we got it running again. <laughs> so here we are. And uh, we might still be drinking a little bit. <laughs> White Claw, if you're listening, <laughs> check out our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, oh, man, but it's not very good. <laughs> the White, White Claw? The White Claw. It's, Actually, it's, I don't know, it's only okay. I kind of I kind of like white. Claw. You like it? Oh. Yeah, I, I like the lack of flavor. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I dislike the lack of flavor. I, I want it to taste like something. This one tastes like what? What did we just say? Wait, like a, a truck with some fruit drove by it. <laughs> drove by it. Yeah. 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 No, no, it's all about the mighty swell. So okay, so Moradin finally shows up late for his own party. Yeah, uh, they they mentioned that he likes to make an entrance, and I I suppose he does. He he does this thing where he's like. Clearly listening, you know, oh, well, this is what I think about what you just said. Yeah, he's waiting, waiting for just the right time to yeah. drop his perfect entrance line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he totally doxes Matt and Perrin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he's like, hey, check out these dudes. Yeah. You know. like, that's the message. Nobody kill Randolph Thor because he's mine. But these dudes, gank him. Yeah, kill yeah. him good. Uh, which, you know, I mean, that's not, not great. Uh, I liked when Morden shows up because uh, Gar thinks, like, Samirhaj is wearing black. She always is. But Morden's wearing... Black or black. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and uh, we he also reveals something we had hinted at previously that apparently Samael is back. Like they're not sure Samael is back, but somebody's yeah. doing Samael esque things around. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like yeah. no, no, no. He, he would have showed up to the meeting, right? Like, well, someone's given a lot of stupid orders to Trollocs and Mirdral. And they're like, yeah, that that sounds, that good sure sounds like Samael. Yeah. So, do you think at the gardens was all of Garden? 
From the age of legends? <laughs> They're like, when you're here, you're family. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this feel so soulless and lifeless? Why do these waiters not care? <laughs> Why do they look dead? The waiters forget what you told them a few moments after they <laughs> Their eyes are lifeless and they have a... a, 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 a <laughs> terrifying smile pasted across their face. Why do they keep bringing us free breadsticks? <laughs> <laughs> empty bowl of breadsticks every time you look away. It feels. Uh, also says that there are only three seals left, which I don't know if we knew that for sure, but now I guess we've got confirmation. I think we, I think we may have known that if we were keeping track, which yeah. we weren't. Yeah, <laughs> but apparently Rand has all three of the seals uh, that, are, that remain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much the message for them. Although I think that I have figured out who Semiraj is uh-huh. in, in real life. Uh-huh. Because she says, like, kind of pointedly, well, if you showed us what they look like, maybe we could have got them before. Which implies that she's seen them before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? I think, remember, there's that, when we first met Tuan, she was like, I've got this new speaker who works for me. And she's this really tall, dark-skinned lady. Mm-hmm. And my old speaker just died mysteriously. And I've got this new one. I don't trust her. And Samirhaj is a really tall, dark-skinned lady. Oh, okay. Maybe, and yeah. And that's ditched her because, you know, she just met her. Anyway, anything else about that? Uh, yeah, just, just uh, like, good luck, you know, putting a hit on Matt. I just feel like that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> no, there's no way that's going to work. No, I would, if I had to kill one of them, I would go after Perrin. Yeah, he's the easy, low-hanging fruit. He's got the wolf powers, but those aren't really going to stop him from getting, like, zapped by a, you know, orbital laser or whatever. Right, yeah, like, if, if, you, have. if you try and, like, use your magic powers on match, you're, you're going to, like, I don't know, slip on the stairs and knock out a tooth and choke to death on it or something. <laughs> <laughs> choke to death on your own <laughs> knocked-out tooth. Yeah. yeah. That's about right. Chapter 4, A Deal, I kind of the Shan Shan. So Perrin is waiting around to meet with the Shan Chan. Yeah. He's, he's sitting with his a, a stick, you know? Yeah, he's got a stick. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you t- do. <laughs> you can tell he sort of misses his axe, right? Because, like, this has really dismantled one of his favorite metaphors. The whole, you know, axe hammer thing. It just doesn't work the same way when you're like, oh, the whittled stick is sometimes heavier than the hammer. It just doesn't have the same <laughs> It doesn't sound it, you know? as good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah. the same. I like that he thinks, like, well, this branch I've got that I whittled down, this will be useful no matter how this turns out. <laughs> Which I guess means he intends to fight his way free if this goes south. I was trying to, like, because the way he said it, I was like, so he's got lots of plans that are around the stick. I was like, I get that one of them is hitting him, but what are the other stick plans, you know? I don't know. The two rivers, you can find a lot of uses for sticks. You can hold them, you can throw them, you can stir stuff with them. (laughs) You can start a wheel rolling, you can stop a wheel rolling. (laughs) Scratch your back, you know, you can scratch your back on the stick. But Perrin is, like, getting some images now, too, which is super weird. Well, I think they've all, like, all of the Tavaran trio, Matt, Perrin, and Rand, have all been getting these twinges when they think about their quest stuff and about each other in particular. Yeah, mm-hmm. they get these rainbow images. Yeah. So, so I, I, don't, I don't know if that means the pattern wants them to, to get together or, or what that means. Yeah, that's my interpretation is that they're supposed to like join up, but they're all busy doing their own things and don't want to do that. I just assumed it was one of the weirdnesses that is happening with like the Dark One getting stronger. Like along with the ghosts, they're starting well, to see things more or it whatever could be, else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could also be kind of like a combination of both. Like maybe because Tarman got Gaiden, whatever, is, is approaching, they're, they're like, dudes, get together, man. It's about that time. Yeah. Um, and uh, Aram has been hanging out with Masima. Yeah, oh, which is that doesn't seem like cool. a good match. Yeah, that is the last thing that kid needs, man. He's already pretty high strung. I honestly, I mean, you say it's not a good match, but like, it's like a, a pair, right? No, you know what? It's, it's birds of a feather. It's 
it, it, which is exactly why they shouldn't be hanging out. You know, like Aram is, you know, going to go down that Nassima path real hard, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good news. Yeah. And that's that's not good. I'm mm-hmm. I'm not down with Aram anymore. No. You know, I was never I was never a huge fan of him. He's always always a little too like squirrely for me. Mm, yeah. yeah. I, I liked him when his when he wore funny tinker clothing. Yeah. <laughs> I like the tinker clothing. Like he still does, right? Sniffing after Egwene. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And now it's all dirty and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Lame. So Perrin and Berylaine meet with a. Kirgan and a Mishimo of the Shanshan. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty funny because the Shanshan immediately call Perrin out on this prophecy, prophecy of the dragon thing. They're like, yeah. I love "Sorry, hold on. I sure am glad you aren't the Wolf King because it would be in a dilly of a pickle." <laughs> and Perrin's like, "Oh, about that." <laughs> yeah, so he like know. looks at his eyes, looks at his hammer. I know you don't know anything about a Wolf King. You know, a guy that hangs out with the Dragon Reborn. He has yellow eyes and he wears a hammer instead of an axe at his belt. <laughs> nope, don't know anything about that. <laughs> Does not sound familiar to me. Now about my wife. (laughs) When the wolf king carries the hammer, thus are the final days known. When the fox marries the raven and the trumpets of battle are blown. Well, that seems all pretty obvious what that is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, It's like, check, 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 check. Pretty (laughs) on the nose there. For the reader, it's like, (laughs) ruh-roh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, these Shanshan are pretty confident in their ability to deal with Perrin and with the Shido. Mm-hmm. Until uh, Perrin like, enters into his little pissing contest, which apparently Perrin pisses arrows and fireballs. Which <laughs> <laughs> usually wins a pissing contest, it's, you know? It's pretty sweet, because that's, that's what he was going to use the branch for. So yeah. He holds it up and the, the, his expert Two Rivers archers shoot it. And which, then he throws it up in the air and right. his expert, you know, murder wizard blow up into flames. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, oh shit, we should have figured out how we were going to put that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's like someone else's problem. They all got sorted out in the end. But the deal he offers them is that he will give up his claim to Manetherin for their help against the Shido. Yeah, which, I mean, to me, this is like, he doesn't give a shit about Manetherin. Not really, yeah. right? Yeah, it seems like a really good deal for him. He doesn't care. I, yeah, yeah. I bet Fael's going to be pissed, though. Yeah, you know, that's true. That's a good point. But he's not giving up his claim to the two rivers just to rekindling the the, the nation of Manetherin, which right. I feel like was never like which, high on his agenda. Yeah, I guess these people probably don't realize that no one cares about Manetherin anymore. Yeah. Even the people that live there. It was Manetherin going to happen? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Uh, and they, they kind of reach an agreement because they're like, yeah, Manetherin sounds real nasty. We don't want that. And, and then uh, Perrin mentions the... Uh, oh, also Perrin's like, and please don't murder my friends because they're, uh, they're also in the shot. And they're like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know? <laughs> they also mention... Oh, this, this cracked me up. They're like, yeah, we keep finding these, uh, these, these uh, Aiel in the white robes and they make great Dakavale. And Perrin's <laughs> like, I'm not going to tell them what happens in a year, <laughs> yeah, in, a year in a day. <laughs> like they have all these like time bombs like floating around in the Shantan <laughs> Empire. murder machines living in their bedrooms. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're great, they're great, uh, they're great slaves. And then one day, the Zyla going to be like, well, we're done with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Shantan are actually okay with killing the Shido, but they don't have the manpower. But Perrin has a plan. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, I mean, like he's been hinting at this for a while. And I guess his plan's pretty solid. He's... You know, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to poison their tea of the wise ones. 
with the what's the name of the the, the fork root fork, fork root yeah. yeah so he's going to use fork root to somehow poison all of the uh, but I think don't the wise ones drink nothing but water yeah so he didn't say tea I it, like he says it'll make a weak tea I think he's planning to poison the water supply oh though he, I think he was he was asking about where they get water and there's that uh, that reservoir in the in the city oh. so he's going to poison the water with with fork root and he said he, he's going to need a lot of it which, wow so this seems I mean. A little bit like a crime against humanity. <laughs> well, I mean, well, I mean, how does it affect non-channelers? Yeah, we we know that it doesn't actually. Oh, really? It doesn't it doesn't put them to sleep or kill them in, in high doses? No, we we recently learned that because they mentioned in the White Tower when they're talking about the, the Browns are like, wait, we've done a lot of studying on this forkard stuff and testing it on you know people, but uh, also <laughs> uh, it seemed to have no effect on non-channelers oh, whatsoever. Okay. Well, great plan, Perrin. Yeah, but it, also it tastes. It's supposed to have a really strong taste. So even if it's weak, I don't know if. It, how successful that's going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe if it even slows them down, it'll help. Yeah. Yeah, even a small amount seems to affect your ability to channel it. It's like a degrees thing. So, if yeah, if it just weakens their ability, that's going to make a difference. Right, yeah. And it also helps that Perrin has a hall pass from Suroth. I know. He yeah. breaks up this letter. I don't even remember. where I, I, I remember this letter. I don't remember how he got it, though. I think he stole it from Masima. Is that what it was? Or something like that. I've forgotten. Oh completely. no, no! I think you might be right. You might be right. That yeah. was the evidence that he found that Masima was colluding with the Shanshen. Yeah, you're totally. I think you're totally right. Well, either way, before that, they were like 400 channelers is a lot of channelers, and parents were like, no, it's not going to be a problem. And then, deal sealed. You know, made yep. that deal with the evil empire of slavers. So that's uh, cool, I guess. Yeah, I don't like this. Yeah. I don't like this, parent. Come on, man. Yeah, you're better than this, man. I know you want to get Fayil back, but these people are bad. Is he better than that anymore? Remember well, when he, like, chopped that guy's arm off? Yeah, but, you know, that guy had it coming. Uh, Did he? <laughs> he saw the way he was dressed. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Yeah. But, yeah, Perrin's going dark. Dark wolf. Yeah. Emo wolf. So, chapter five. Something strange. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. The, where, <laughs> where Robert Jordan used an ellipsis. I am going to call foul on Robert Jordan because the, this... Ellipsis are inappropriate in title of the chapter. <laughs> I was trying to think if I've ever seen an ellipsis in a title. I'm sure I have at some point, but uh, it was an interesting choice. Yeah. Ellipsis are only to be used in dialogue, Jordan. <laughs> and J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Rowling, Rowling, Rowling. Sorry. She used to use them in her prose all the time. Uh-huh. A lot. She really likes them. Mm. Yeah. It was a, it's not, not a big deal. Yeah. Except I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I kind of the wheel of time. Mm-hmm. Um, Fail is attending Savannah, and Savannah is having a big old argument with Therava. Continuing her exciting life as a Gaishin. <sighs> yeah. Therava wants to keep it real and head for the hills, and Savannah wants to sit here and be a wetlander queen and marry Rand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we are, we're also getting a little bit about Galena. Uh, she's being punished brutally after her earlier kidnapping. Uh, yeah. Like, she's being beaten every day. Uh, the, essentially... Uh, the 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 punishment is that as long as she has bruises on her face, the rest of her body is going to have bruises too, which is kind of fucked up. Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I started to feel a little bad for her, but on the other hand, she's also Black Aja, and it's probably done way worse than this. I mean, remember when she locked Rand in a box for yeah. however long that was? That was yeah, that definitely bad. happened. That yeah. was a bad thing to do. Yeah. Uh, that Fayil, meanwhile, is building up her oath-sworn army. Yeah, except some of them are not very good. She's yeah. thinking about this one uh, who gives her like a, a knowing like smile and a wink, and she's like, don't do that in front of our like evil overlords. Come on, <laughs> yeah. man. And her plan is still hinging around Galena. 
uh, which is, come on, Bad yeah, news. this is not a person to trust. Yeah. But as you mentioned, Savannah is still on this thing about marrying Rand, which I do not understand how she expects us to work. Oh, it's so dumb. Like, is she just, is she, I guess she's literally that arrogant. She's like, yeah, she's just going to catch him or something. And well, yeah, I don't know. It depends. The wise, the wise one who's with her essentially says, we've heard that you plan to make, have yourself made a guy Shane to Rand so you can entice him into marrying you. I don't know if that's actually her plan, but I don't know. I wouldn't put it past her. Oh, yeah. That's, that seems like an ideal plan. Yeah. It's an interesting choice. But either way, the wise ones are super over her bullshit. They're like, look, we've got a dude already on his way to Ruidian to replace you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that's uh, that's a thing. Yeah. And so Fahil leaves the tent then, and she mentions that there's been lots of uh, sexual assaults on the Gaishane by the Shido. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason she hasn't endured it is because Roland is shadowing her, and Roland has, has like assigned some of his bros to shadow her friends, too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and he actually had to kill one guy because he was like, this is, this is like horrible, horrible, right? Like, yeah. And, and yeah, it, she thought he was going to get in trouble, but all the other I.O. were like, no, 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 yeah, that's solid. Good kill. Yeah. <laughs> Fair fight. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... You have to consider the fact that there are lots of women there who are not protected by a, you know, fucking giant Aiel uh, following them around yeah. all the time. So this is, like, really, really a horrible mm-hmm. place. Yeah. And uh, some weird ripple things happens. I assume yeah. that that was just more from the, like, fallout of the farty wind that he talked about <laughs> earlier. No, this was some, I think this was something different. So yeah, as she's reporting to one of, like, the ten people that she's spying for at this point, I have trouble keeping track. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, there's, like, a... It's, it almost, it's almost like a ripple in... She said it's a ripple in her, and she feels like it, she's going to be blown away, or, or like, she, she becomes light, or, like, she's yeah. about to dissolve into mist, or something I weird like that. that. I mean, that could be just some, like, dark one breaking out of his prison stuff. Yeah, yeah. This could also be something to do with Perrin's plan. Though we don't know what it is, he mentioned. Remember the 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 message he gave to Galena, which uh, clearly has not been delivered, uh, was when mist appears on the the mountains or something like that, right? Mm, so maybe yeah. this is some like Ashaman magic happening. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. We don't get an explanation. Yeah. Because then one of Fael's vassals gets the oath rod. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, just <laughs> happens upon it and sees an opportunity and takes it. I really don't want her to give this to Galena. Me neither. Like, I super don't. I, and I, we're not even, I'm not even sure if Galena can actually do anything with it. Galena doesn't know if she can do anything with it. Yeah. But either way, I don't want her to get what she wants. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and I think as soon as she gives it to Galena, she's dead. I think you are absolutely right. But uh, Fayil has not tweaked to that yet. She still kind of trusts Galena. She still kind of buys this idea that, that Galena is going through all this torture for some obscure Aes Sedai purpose. Which seems purpose. like a ridiculous assumption at this point, especially now, right? With, yeah. with the, 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 the terrible degree that it's gotten to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't matter because Roland uh, dangles a pretty fucking huge carrot in front of her, which I realize now that I'm saying it out loud, sounds like he <laughs> himself to. Oh, he did that. That is not his dick, though it is also kind of his dick. But no, he's actually, he actually says that he's going to help her escape. He's like, you know, me and my friends... We're getting tired of this bullshit, and we're thinking about getting out. And if we do, we're taking you with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty cool, except he's also like, and you can bone me because you're a guy Shane, right? And then, like, it doesn't matter that you're married, because yeah. it's okay. Yeah, once what happens in guy Shane stays in guy Shane. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and Fayel's like, I don't know about that. I'm not sure that's a real rule. And Roland's like, it definitely is. You can fuck me. <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know. Either way, it's some, some good news for Fayel. Um as long as they don't find that rod that she hid, which, again, sounds like a dick thing, but <laughs> <laughs> it is not, uh, not talking about uh, Roland's dick. Well, speaking dick. of, I, 
it really feels like the vibe of this is supposed to be romantic. I think so, this too. This thing with Roland. Yeah, yeah. Also, like, Perrin has been thinking in his head, he's kind of getting into Baralane. Yeah, huh? In this weird way. He mentioned that once she stopped chasing him, she was suddenly a lot more beautiful because he's like, he doesn't feel so threatened. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is... I, I, that's The whole tone of it seems a little bit off. Yeah. But they, they keep saying, no, 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 we really want to get back together. I really want to get back together with my spouse. Uh, because ours is a true love, and also they have these like romantic subplots going on. Yeah, maybe it's meant to be like a, a testing or like a, a you know a trying of their love somehow because like they're in these different places with these super sexy other options available, but they're still like, no, I'm not going to bone that you know <laughs> that yeah. a hot piece of you know sexy meat next to me. I wonder. I, I just have no idea where this is going. You know. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, she. It, it definitely. But you're right, Jeff. It definitely feels that way. There's like this converse, these conversations that are happening where she's like laughing and she laughs into his chest or cries into his chest or whatever. And it's like okay. Yeah, well. like in the rain, and mm-hmm. it's, it's all very. As he's putting flowers into her hair, I was like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know where this is going. It mm-hmm. could be. It could be very creepy. It could be a weird misfire. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she she doesn't seem uh, totally opposed to it, uh, and she she even admits that she's she finds him beautiful, and mm-hmm. I mean, he's got he's got pretty good game, you know. Like, I'm gonna protect you from any everyone, and I'm putting these flowers in your hair and uh, telling you you're beautiful. Okay. He's putting in the work, but I think that it's not particularly impressive the decisions that he's making. This is obvious stuff, right? Like, I mean, for save us. her life. Prevent her from getting raped. You know, this is like this pretty, is like pretty baseline. This is top tier romance for Jordan here, right? You know, this is like you know, he he's used to like flirtation is like I'm gonna punch you in the stomach or something, right? So oh yeah, that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that's what that's what Perrin and Fayol are used to. So this is maybe not like not delivering as well as you might expect. It's true. Yeah, I mean, Roland doesn't know what he's getting into. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point, right? Like he hasn't even he, seen like he top hasn't tier, seen, like, yeah, yeah, the real Fayol. Yeah. Though she does, she does punch him a little bit in this. Mm. There's a whole thing where she's like, "Guys, you aren't supposed to show violence, but I hit him in the chest a few times just so he knows that he shouldn't have, you know, joked with me like that." Yeah. Oh man, he might like that actually. Yeah. You know, maybe this is just a good, a better match, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Maybe you know what? Maybe Perrin would be happier with Berylene, and Fayel would be happier with Roland. Right. Yeah. This is the real relationship. Is it going to happen? I I highly doubt it. But you know. I mean the. Fael and Perrin are definitely not good for each other. <laughs> he wasn't chopping off hands before this. Just saying. <laughs> that is a good point. Yeah. 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 And I guess the most likely thing to happen is that Roland is going to end up in the stomachs of several different wolves. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's a good point. Roland has no protection in this agreement. <laughs> yeah. From the wolf king. <laughs> <laughs> Who's chosen the hammer over the axe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, Therava is... Turning, turning the camp upside down looking for the oath rod. Sure, yeah. sure. And where she is. Yeah, I'll, uh, Fayel thinks to herself, I hope she doesn't find it where I hid it. But we don't know where she hid it. Roland's butt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if he's game. Right? Yeah. So, that's it for this episode. Next time we're going to cover chapters 6 through 10 of Knife of Dreams. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we might answer it on air. 
Please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcasting Club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The, the light, light illumine you. you.